This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good morning. It is week 11 in the NFL, and it is a chilly one out there in Chicago, as it tends to be this time of year, although a little colder than usual, and that's something I know all Bears fans are monitoring, because if you've got tickets to tonight's game little tip from a veteran here, a veteran Bears goer. Dress warmly. Wear some layers because it is going to be chilly in your seats. And, oh yeah, one more pro tip if you're going to the game. Bring some newspaper. Throw that down on the hard concrete on your seat. That'll actually keep your feet a bit warmer, which uh, won't make you as cold throughout the game. So there's a little tip for Bears fans who are, hen- who are heading out to tonight's huge Vikings-Bears game at Soldier Field. On Sunday Night Football, the marquee matchup of the day. Probably the most exciting game of the day, If even if you throw your Bears bias out. So so why not begin there? We'll get into a little bit of injury talk there. But if I haven't mentioned it, my name is Jeff Meller. I'm here with you every Sunday morning helping you fix your fantasy football lineup. 312-332-3776. If you've got a question, feel free to give me a call or tweet at me. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. All right, and as I just mentioned, Vikings-Bears. Let's get after it. Vikings at Bears. Kirk Cousins out of the shotgun, takes the snap, floats out to the left, looks to the end zone, passes, caught! Touchdown! It's a touchdown to Stephon Diggs! All right, so I think the big injury news to keep an eye on for fantasy purposes in this game happened to be Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, and good news for all Diggs and Thielen owners is that both while they were on the injury report to begin the week, have been removed. And so the ribs that were bothering Stefan Diggs seem to be okay. And the back and calf muscle injuries that were bothering Adam Thielen have at least made him a... He, they've removed him from the injury report. So as far as fantasy purposes go, no concerns, which is obviously a tremendous relief because that being the Sunday night game... That's where you run into issues. I think the one thing I'll see in terms of trends is what to do with Mitchell Trubisky. I've already got a caller up, and we'll we'll get into that one in a second here. But a lot of people want to know, how are you handling Mitchell Trubisky these days? Forget, throw aside the polarizing takes that people have had about Mitchell Trubisky just as a pro quarterback. But what are you doing with him in fantasy? And truth is, Trubisky is a solid fantasy quarterback who I think if you picked up off a free agency, you're fairly happy with him at this point. The floor for him is relatively safe because of the running numbers. I I feel confident from week to week you can usually get you 50 or 60 rushing yards, which, if nothing else, will avert a disaster game from your quarterback. However, in this NFL, you're actually, it's so easy to pass, it's so easy to inflate those stats that you want more than just a safe floor from your quarterback. And Mitchell Trubisky has proven he has a very high upside as well. 
coming off of last week's Offensive Player of the Week against the Lions, 355 yards, three touchdown passes. I'm still going to say against the Vikings this week, this is one where I'm going to tread carefully. There is, depending on who, what options you're throwing at me, I'm probably going to go the other way in most cases. Just because, as good as he's been, he's still been inconsistent at times. And the Vikings defense is, I'm going to say, going to be the best that he's seen up to this point. And I would, have, I would venture to say it'll probably be the best defense he sees all year. So, if you're wondering about Mitch Trubisky, I will give you a bit of a head start as to which direction I'm leaning. I'm probably going to go the other way, but of course it depends on the options. And uh, before I move on to some more injuries, let's start with Mike in Mount Prospect, who has a Mitchell Trubisky question. What's up, Mike? Uh, Jeff, I need your help. A six-point touchdown league here. and Okay. I need a win to get into the playoffs, no no question about it, even though I'm the second-highest scorer in five and five. So, Mm -hmm. you know, let me – Four weeks ago, you told me go go with him over Watson. I got Deshaun Watson and our Trubisky. Okay, mm-hmm. now he's averaging twenty seven point nine points in our league versus twenty four point eight for Watson at home in the five games. Thirty six point two four points a game, and he's at home this week. I, I hear what you're saying, and all the the positive thing of Watson is that uh, uh, fantasy pros with the two hundred uh, uh, experts like yourself are picking him 87% to 13% over mm-hmm. uh, Trubisky. So, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, Mike, this is <laughs> it, it, this is about the process, and there's still... And, and, and Trubisky, I watch a lot of football during the week, on Sundays. I consume a lot of it, so I have a good read for everybody. But there's none I see more close to than Mitchell Trubisky because I see every single snap of the Bears week in and week out. And I will tell you that there's still some accuracy issues that I'm concerned about. I, I, I've been on this show now for like the last four weeks talking about how I love what Matt Nagy does. The schemes that get guys open make Mitchell Trubisky a very viable play. I'm, I'll just be honest, Mike. I think Deshaun Watson I feel safer with. And one of these weeks, I do think the bomb's going to fall out on Trubisky. You're right. He's been better at home. But let's point out, too that one of those home games was a bit skewed because it was the Bucks game. And he also had a very solid game against Detroit last week at home. So he's not playing either of those defenses, Mike. And this is where I'm a bit... I still need... Trusting my eyes here more than the stats. I'm concerned that one week when you finally trust Mitchell Trubisky, he's going to let folks down. I hope I'm wrong as a Bears fan. But from a fantasy perspective, I would play Deshaun Watson... But, Mike, again, it's your team, and if you're feeling that good about Mitch Trubisky, I don't want to sway you and be the guy who told you not to play him when you had a no. good good feeling. But I would play Deshaun I Watson. I would start I, Watson. I, okay, thanks. And, and I'll, add one, I'll add one more thing, Mike. If Trubisky shows us this week against this Vikings defense that he can continue to pile up the numbers that he has, I will be much more willing going forward to suggest he is more than just a fringe top 10 quarterback in fantasy football. I'm Jeff Meller. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. Again, 312-332-3776. If you have a question, we will help you answer your fantasy football dilemma. Bengals at Ravens. Clock is running. 30 seconds left in regulation. On second down, Flacco from the 15. Fires in the end zone. John 
Brown has it. Touchdown, Ravens. And with 24 seconds left in regulation, the Ravens are an extra point away from tying it up. Shotgun snap to Dalton. Fakes a pass out to the left. Nice. Into the end zone. Nice. A leaping touchdown catch Thank by you. A.J. Green as Andy Dalton put it up and let the six foot four inch receiver go up and get it for the touchdown. All right, so we've got Bengals at Ravens at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Joe Flacco not expected to go with the hip injury. Lamar Jackson will make his first career NFL start, and I chose specifically the highlight of Flacco to John Brown because I think the, the biggest fantasy question surrounding this is what do you do with John Brown, who's been a fairly productive receiver for you, who you probably grabbed off the waiver wire for the most part. And I'll be honest, I'm a little scared starting John Brown. I would be reluctant today with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, from a fantasy perspective, if you're desperate, not a terrible play because the rushing ability, as I just talked about with Trubisky, should give him a fairly safe floor. I think, you know, 10 to 12 points is probably a lock from Lamar Jackson just on the running ability alone. And there is the potential for a really, really, really big week if he can break a long one, which is in the cards with Lamar Jackson. The throwing ability, though, that's questionable. We haven't really seen it at the pro level yet, so I'm scared to play John Brown personally if you're a John Brown owner. Also, I played the A.J. Green highlight there. Now, he suffered an injury that we thought might keep him out four to six weeks. Now, today, even though he's listed as doubtful, we're hearing word that he traveled with the team and he is going to try and see what he can do in pregame warmups. Now, it seems unlikely that he will play today, but again, he did travel with the team and they're going to give it a go. So he's listed as doubtful, but that's a guy you need to check on when the inactives roll in because if he is active, all of a sudden you're going to want AJ Green in your lineup. So that's the latest Bengals and Bra- uh, Bengals and Ravens news. Panthers at Lions. Matthews got it on second down. Loads and throws right side. One part of Jones. Got it. Jones had to turn around to catch it. And he's gone. Jones 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. So Marvin Jones is out for the Lions and likely to miss Thursday's game against the Bears as well as the Lions host the Panthers at Ford Field. What does this mean? Kenny Galladay, I do believe, receives a slight bump. I've been a huge supporter of Galladay all season long, the Northern Illinois product. And from my perspective, probably somebody who, if, you're, if you've been fortunate enough to have him as your wide receiver three, he's a lock at this point. I really think he's in store for a big day with Marvin Jones out for the next couple of days. And we saw that firsthand against the Bears last week when... Stafford began feeding Galladay late in that game, even though it was for all intents and purposes over. But uh, Marvin Jones out today and also likely to miss Thursday's game against the Bears, which is good news for Bears fans. But, of course, bad news for fantasy football owners. From the Panthers' perspective, Greg Olson was a full participant in practice on Friday, so he is good to go for your tight end spot. Broncos at Chargers. Trips right. Eckler in the backfield. Rivers looking to the middle. Throws. Keenan Allen. Touchdown Chargers. Knock on wood. A seven-yard strike from Rivers to Keenan Allen. Fourth and four. Tyrod. And he is sacked. Ball is out. Scooped up by Melvin Ingram. 30, 25, 20, 10. 
Touchdown, Chargers. Scoop and score. Melvin Ingram, 39 yards. Strip from who else? Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa expected to make his debut, and I don't generally talk a lot about defensive players on Fantasy Football Frenzy, but I do think this is one of those situations where it's worth mentioning because the Chargers are ava- the Chargers defense that is are available in quite a few leagues, and coming into the season, they were a highly drafted team, and with the return of Joey Bosa this week, they have been pretty solid of late over their last five games they've been in double digits in standard fantasy scoring and uh four of the five and with the return of bosa they all of a sudden pair him with melvin ingram and a defense that was coming into its own of late just adds one of the elite pass rushers in football to that roster so there's no way that's a bad thing from my perspective, if the Chargers are out there on your waiver wire, they're worth a pickup. They've got Denver today and Arizona the following week. So, And they close with Baltimore in week 16 if you're looking ahead to the fantasy playoffs. One concern would be they have the Chiefs on the slates for week 15. So you're going to need to find a second defense to carry in the playoffs. But from fantasy from a fantasy perspective, the way I approach this is I try to, at this point in the year, grab a couple of defenses looking ahead at the schedules that I really like and two that I can toggle between as the playoffs approach. And I will tell you right now, the Chargers are one of those teams I'm looking at because of their schedule, aside from that Chiefs game. And also, I would add, since I'm mentioning it, the Broncos are another team as well. If you look at their week 14, 15, 16 finish, they're at the Niners, they're hosting Cleveland, and then they're at Oakland. So the Broncos defense also, another defense I would say, I would urge you to go out and pick up if you're looking ahead for your fantasy football playoffs. Oh, and I did play the Keenan Allen highlight there just so that I could mention he has been removed from the injury report after being a late addition to the injury report on Thursday. So, good news, he has been removed, so all looks good for Keenan Allen today. Chiefs at Rams. Robinson to the outside, Mahomes steps up, crossing paddling, Sammy Watkins, 10, angling right, 5, sprints into the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City, Sammy Watkins tastes the sweet nectar of the end zone for the second time in this game. Ah, the sweet nectar will be back, or it's... Let me clarify. I expect it to be back for Sammy Watkins this week. Monday night, I've been jacked for this game for the last month. We get Chiefs at Rams in Los Angeles. You know by now the game was moved from Mexico City to the L.A. Coliseum due to the unplayable field conditions in Mexico City at Azteca Stadium. So that means that Patrick Mahomes and Sammy Watkins will have their opportunity to try and take down the Rams. That one should be fireworks for sure. The two highest-scoring offenses in the NFL going head-to-head. Cannot wait. Of course, the big blow for the Rams last week, Cooper Cup tears the ACL. He's done for the year, even though he hasn't been placed on injured reserve just yet. He is done for the year, which means Josh Reynolds was a hot pickup for most people in their leagues. What are you doing with Josh Reynolds? Personally, I'm going to try and wait a week 
before I plug him in. But against the Chiefs, a defense that will allow you to score it. And you have to believe both teams are going to be looking to put up big points, knowing the other one can strike at any point. I will say, even though I'm not keen on starting Josh Reynolds, I can understand and see situations where I would say, let's go for the points. Let's try and just get a piece of the action there and see what we can do. So even though I'm not in love with starting Josh Reynolds this week, I can understand if you grabbed him and with six teams on by, you might be inclined to play him. All right, let's head on out to the phones. Again, Fantasy Football Frenzy with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. I am Jeff Meller, 312-332-3776. That's how Sam got in. Sam in Orland Park. What's up, Sam? So I got a PPR question, and I already had Doug Baldwin on my bench. So I got Jalen Richards. Uh, Larry Fitz, Sterling Shepard. I need two out of the three because I already have Corey Davis time. I trust him, Corey. Now. Yes, no, I, paid off. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Sam. I love uh, Corey Davis for sure. He is a lock in your lineup, no doubt about it. Larry Fitzgerald for me stands out above both Shepard and Richard. He has a, a a very nice matchup against the Raiders this week, and in a PPR format, I have no fear about starting Fitzgerald. He's been much better the last three or four weeks. Seems like uh, he's finally developing a decent rapport with Josh Rosen. So Fitzgerald for sure. Then Shepard versus Richard. Neither jump out at me. I would probably lean towards Shepard, even though it's a little. It's that one's close for me. But I would lean towards Shepard just because with both Engram, with, with Engram, Beckham, and Barkley there, you know nobody's going to be able to give Shepard any extra attention. And it's one of those situations where I just like their offense. The score we saw last week on Monday night, the Giants, I think, actually have a better ability. Uh, there's going to be more points coming from the Giants offense in all likelihood than the Raiders. They're just, the Raiders don't have much these days. And without Jordy Nelson, also, without um, uh, there are the receiver I'm spacing. Uh, without Nelson and Martavis. hold on, pardon me. Oh, Martavis, Martavis. Thank you, Martavis. thank you, Sam, for picking me up there. Yeah, without Martavis Bryant and Jordy Nelson, you know it's one of those situations where I think that they're going to struggle to move the ball this week. So I'm talking myself into Sterling Shepard, Sam. Uh, cool, because I have I already have Saquon in. I just don't want to have double giants. Yeah. No, look, trust me. I understand that, how, how people feel about that. But the truth is, you really just got to break it down as to who, which player do you believe is going to have more opportunities when all is said and done. Because even though Saquon is so dynamic, you know when they get near the goal line, he's likely to be featured. The truth is, things can break down and Sterling Shepard could pick up that touchdown and you'll be happy he's in your lineup. You really can't, as long as you're not overloading with one team, like when you start to get into three or four players, that's when I really get concerned. But if it's just, you know, if it's just two, I don't think you can let that sway you. Especially when you, one of them as good as Saquon Barkley is. My man Jeff. All down, right, baby. Sam. Thanks for getting up early with us. Sam drops off. That leaves the line open for you. Let's try Rick in Elmwood Park. Hey, Rick. What's going on, fellas? How you feeling? We're good, Rick. How you doing? Man, I'm fantastic, man. I'm trying to figure out, should I play Breeze or Golf? So... I personally would play Breeze. The reason being that even though I expect it to be a shootout tomorrow night, we got the Monday Night Football theme music going on in the background there. Even though I expect it to be a shootout, the truth is that the Chiefs are one of the worst run defenses in all of football. 
ahead essentially only the Rams. So you you have two of the worst running defenses in all the NFL and Jared Goff even though he he operates in this explosive offense and there's lots of points points to be had, occasionally you'll see that his fantasy numbers will be neutered because Todd Gurley takes away so much of the action. And whereas Drew Brees, I don't know if it's I don't know if we can definitely point to it, but it seems like Sean Payton may be on a mission as they roll through the NFC to go ahead and pad those stats for Drew Brees. It was a weird scenario last week against the Bengals when you would have thought the Saints could have taken their foot off the accelerator, but no, they continued to pile on the points. And as a fantasy player, that's exactly what you like to see. I think Drew Brees, I think both are going to score lots of points, but the one thing you have to be concerned about with Jared Goff, that not so much with Drew Brees, is that Todd Gurley takes away too many of those points from Goff. And you got a point because Breeze has never been MVP. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at. I think I think Sean Payton might be angling to pad those numbers for Drew Breeze so that he finally gets his just due. I totally agree. Thanks, guys. All right. Good luck to you, Rick. Hopefully that works out for you. Let's try B2 and Logan Square. What's up, B2? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I had a standard quarterback question. Big Ben or Deshaun uh, Watson? All right, so I am going to go ahead and start Roethlisberger over Watson. Both have fairly difficult defensive matchups against Jacksonville and Washington. Ben's got the Jags. Watson has the Redskins. But what I will say is I like the way the Steelers' offense is rolling. I don't like the way the Jaguars' defense is playing. Jalen Ramsey, kind of a mess last week, freelancing at times. This Jags defense is not the same Jags defense we saw last year. And I do wonder, the Steelers had it put on them twice last year by the Jags. And again, that was a kind of a different Jags team we saw. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little revenge action coming from the Steelers today. And I like Roethlisberger over Watson. Oh, well, thank you. All right. All right, B2 drops off. That leaves your line open, 312-332-3776. Again, Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. I am Jeff Meller. You can also fire me, fire away at Twitter, Jeff underscore Meller, M-E-L-L-E-R. And when we come back, I will give you five names as your Fantasy Football trade deadline approaches that I think you should inquire about and perhaps, if you can make it happen, trade for. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. It's time now for Five Things Meller Knows. All right. As the trade deadline approaches in ESPN Fantasy Leagues, I wanted to throw out five names that you should either continue to consider to trade for or trade away. Five things Meller knows. First name I'll give you, Matt Breida, running back for the 49ers, on bye this weekend. So this might be the reason why, if you can make a move today. I know it's Sunday morning, and sometimes it's a little difficult to make a trade happen, but some leagues are very active, and this is exactly when you can make trade happen, trades happen. Matt Breida, on the bye, if you have the roster spot, if you don't need a starting running back, Matt Breida is somebody I would consider targeting, I think, the role should increase going forward and as long as he stays healthy. And that's probably 
the biggest concern for Brita. But if Brita can stay healthy, I like what I've seen from him as of late. And with very little competition in the backfield, Matt Brita for the 49ers, somebody I'm targeting in trades. Five things Meller knows. Trade away, Mitch Trubisky. We just talked about him earlier. If you can capitalize, I understand that sometimes quarterbacks, depending on the league size, difficult to get a whole lot of value in return for them. But if you have somebody who is intrigued by Mitchell Trubisky, if you have a Bears fan who is completely sold and wants to buy in, go ahead and trade Mitchell Trubisky for something of value because I do think as the schedule toughens up here and the winter months roll in, it's going to be more difficult for Trubisky to continue to put up the numbers that he has over the past five weeks, which has really gotten a lot of fantasy players excited. Five things Meller knows. Trade for Sony Michelle, Patriots running back, coming back from a knee injury. He again on by. And you know what? I'll even give you a bonus. I'll throw in the caveat. How about Gronkowski as well? Rob Gronkowski, tight end position is such a wasteland. Both Michelle and Gronkowski on by this week. Again, if you have the owners of those players who are in need of some help this week, they're looking at a I need to win to get in scenario for the playoffs. I think both Michelle and Gronkowski as the playoffs. There's the fantasy playoffs roll on. I think those two players could help you win your fantasy football championship. So I would target those two Patriots. Five things Meller knows. Trade away Eric Ebron. All right. So we talked about a tight end in Gronk that you should try and acquire because his value might be at an all-time low from the fantasy owner's perspective. Meanwhile, Eric Ebron at an all-time high, scoring three touchdowns last week, two receiving, one on an end around. But the problem for Eric Ebron is the snap count. He has now, in his last three games, uh, played a total of 71 snaps. That's 71 snaps over the course of three games. Some guys, if the offense is out there enough, will... Some tight ends will be out there 71 snaps in one game alone. Jack Doyle is the true number one tight end for the Colts. Eric Ebron, I I get it. He is in there on red zone packages and near the goal line. He seems to be somebody who is being featured. But I will say it is tough to make hay from a fantasy perspective when you're not out there very often. And Eric Ebron really not out there more than 20 snaps per game. And so truth be told... If you have Eric Ebron, if you've been fortunate enough to ride that ride and somebody is in need is de- is in desperate need of a tight end and they think Eric Ebron will solve their problems, I would gladly trade him away because I just don't think it's sustainable and you're going to as the weeks go on here find it tough to consistently feel comfortable starting him, especially if you're in a situation where you're looking at Eric Ebron as a flex, I would definitely jettison jettison him right away because He's, no, he's nobody I would ever advise starting at the flex spot because the snap count is too low right now. And if he's not going to get a touchdown, he's probably not going to help you. And I know that's saying that coming off a three-touchdown game, you might be skeptical, but he is somebody I would not love to be relying on as the fantasy football season rolls on. Five things Meller knows. And finally, the last name I'm going to give you, it's a big one. It might be hard to get it done, but Ezekiel Elliott, You saw it last week, monster game, and that could make it even more difficult to trade for him. But I will say, if you have Ezekiel Elliott in your sights, I'm right there with you. He's somebody I'd be targeting and trying to make happen. 
And for instance, like if you're looking and you have to trade a running back for him, I would gladly trade away, I think. Uh, I would be looking to trade away someone like Saquon Barkley for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, maybe Christian McCaffrey in a PPR format. I would trade McCaffrey for Ezekiel Elliott. The schedule really looks good for Ezekiel Elliott down the stretch here. And I think he could be somebody who helps you win your league if you're fortunate enough to go ahead and make that deal. So Ezekiel Elliott, while last week was a big week for him and it might be tougher now to get that deal done, his season as a whole has not been outstanding. And you may just find a, if you can offer an enticing package, you can maybe get that deal done with the Ezekiel Elliott owner. So there you go. There's five things, five things Mellon knows, five guys I would uh, either target to trade for or trade away as your fantasy football trade deadline approaches again in uh, ESPN standard it's Wednesday night at midnight Eastern so there you go let's try John in Bowling Brook what's up John morning guys how you doing I got a quarterback question I need Jared Goff or Matt Ryan all right I'm you know what I'm gonna say go ahead and use Matt Ryan at home against the Cowboys Matt Ryan has excelled this year at home uh, in it, uh, you know, the Mercedes Benz Dome, the on the track there, that offense seems to excel. So, and kind of for the same reasons I, I uh, told the previous caller to use Breeze over Goff, I, I, I do, when you have a great option like Matt Ryan today against Goff, I do get a little concerned that Todd Gurley can steal some of the points away from Goff, limiting his upside. So, I would go ahead and use Matt Ryan over Goff uh, this right, week, John. You. All right, good luck. Thanks. Let's try my boy Dave in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, a regular. Hey, Dave. How you doing, Jeff? Yeah, first thing I want to say is have a happy Thanksgiving this Thursday. Uh, you do the same. And, uh, and everyone out there, hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving and have a great Thursday of football and football. Hey, how about a little up Thursday morning, too? Uh, what's up? Uh, my, my question is, uh, I got a PPR question. Wide receiver, I need one or two, two shootouts. I need uh, Corey Davis or Alshon Jeffrey. And would you start the Bears D today or Pittsburgh D? All right, so... Uh, First off, hang on the line here, Dave, because I have a follow-up question about your defenses. I would start yeah. Corey Davis. I think the the wind is changing in his direction here. I think Corey Davis is, it's only a matter of time until he kind of propels himself into that top 15 of fantasy football wide receivers, and especially in the PPR format. I think he's going to, you're seeing right now that Marcus Mariota finally getting healthy after that elbow injury kind of hindered him earlier in the year. I think Corey Davis is somebody you're going to want to lock into your lineup. I understand the Saints defense is kind of enticing. The problem for me with Elshon Jeffrey is that now with Golden Tate in the mix, I, he's not necessarily going to be a featured receiver. They have so, there's the way Doug Peterson schemes that offense they kind of, it, it's similar to the way the bears do it and when you when it's davis who is in my opinion and not just my opinion but you can look at the stats he is the second most targeted receiver in football so Corey davis you got to lock him in in the ppr format then steelers versus bears what is the uh format uh the scoring format is it pretty standard dave uh yeah I mean, we get uh 10 points for a shutout uh we got tackles for a loss or a point sacks are a point Okay, so yeah, so fairly standard. I yeah, for me it's no brainer. I understand maybe wanting to pick on Blake Bortles, but Bortles can occasionally, you know, surprise you a little bit. I, I for me at home in this big spot, the Bears defense is by far and away the best defense in football right now. The Vikings 
in terms of talent on paper, the only team that's really close in my opinion. So I would go ahead and start the Bears. I just the Steelers defense, they're opportunistic, but they're not really, you know, they're not when it comes out Bears versus Steelers, I'm not even considering the opponent. I've got to start the Bears almost every time. All right, thanks, Jeff. All right, good luck, Dave. Hopefully that works out for you. Let's try another Jeff. Jeff in Racine, Wisconsin. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Good Thanksgiving this week. I have a question for tight ends PPR. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg Olson or Rudolph mm-hmm. and running backs or wide receivers. I know running backs. I'm sorry. Um, Peterson or Lindsey. All right. So let's in the PPR format, Jeff, let's use Olson. And actually, I'm going to say go ahead and use Philip Lindsey. I think Lindsey has kind of established himself, especially in the PPR scoring as a he's a top 12 option. For the most part, just roughly. I really like what Philip Lindsay has done in Denver. The only downside is that he's not always in on the goal line. And Royce Freeman expected to be back today. So that does throw another wrench in, in there. But I'll be honest, I the Redskins offensive line is just such a mess with injuries that uh, I'm with Lindsay versus Peterson. I just like Lindsay more this week over Peterson. Let's go to Sycamore. Steve has a wide receiver dilemma. Hey, Steve. Morning, Jeff. Half PPR. John Brown versus Cincy or Josh Reynolds versus KC. All right, and we've touched on both these. And this is a situation where I would use Reynolds, Steve, because stepping into Cooper Cup's role, while I don't think it's going to be a one-for-one replacement, I do think the opportunities will be there and... like we said, we expect tomorrow to be a shootout uh, in the Monday Night Football game on ESPN. Chiefs at Rams. John Brown, meanwhile, I'm concerned with Lamar Jackson under center that the passing game is going to stall. I kind of want to see Lamar Jackson be productive at the NFL level as, level as a passer before I go ahead and uh, feel safe using John Brown. So it's almost more of a vote against Lamar Jackson's passing ability today than it is, you know, a vote against John Brown. But I just want to see it before I go ahead and use him. Thanks, Jeff. No problem, Steve. All right, again, 312-332-3776. That's how you get in and ask your question on Fantasy Football Frenzy. Again, we're with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. After we're done, Steve Mongo McMichael and Fred Hubner take over with Chicago's NFL Game Day. They'll get you set for tonight's huge matchup, Bears-Vikings. Man, can't wait. Biggest game of the year and probably the biggest game in five years for the Bears. I am jacked. I know Mongo's jacked. I know Fred's jacked. Everybody's jacked in the city of Chicago. Don't go anywhere. We've got more fantasy football talk for you on the other side right here on ESPN 1000. You are listening to Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. Um, now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. Have a lineup question? A trade dilemma? So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. Or do you just simply need an expert push because you're too indecisive yourself? <laughs> so, who would like to start this week? Call the experts at 312-332-ESPN. Get your lineup quadri on ESPN 1000. I am Jeff Meller. This is ESPN 1000. Again, 312-332-3776 or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. Relatively clean injury report for fantasy purposes. This late in the season, can't remember the last time I've seen something 
really with you know so little fantasy impact. Again, a lot of the bigger names that actually were listed on the injury report have been removed completely. So if you're a Keenan Allen owner, no concerns. Joe Mixon, James Conner, Adrian Peterson, all players that were listed on the injury report earlier in the week have been completely removed. So they're all expected to go. Joe Flacco, really the only, again, and that's not really a fantasy, you know, impact, but Joe Flacco not going to start Lamar Jackson will for the Ravens outside of that. The one big thing I'm watching as the inactives roll in, mentioned it earlier, A.J. Green, doubtful, but will actually, he traveled with the team and will actually see what he can do in warm-ups for the Bengals. So worth monitoring around 1030, 11 o'clock local time. As if A.J. Green is active, you're probably going to want to start him. All right, let's try and zip through as many calls as we can here. Before we get to the two-minute warning, let's go to Tucson, Arizona. What do you got for me, Luke? Hey, Jeff, you're the man. Golden State or Anthony Miller? Go Bears. Go Bears is right. All right, Luke, PPR, I've got to say, I know it was a little bit disappointing, but right now I'm still using Golden Tate over Anthony Miller. Like what I've seen from Anthony Miller, but right now he's he's not you know a must start by any means because he is not featured in the offense now. Now that may change in you know years going forward, but right now Anthony Miller not somebody I feel could you know I I can lock into my lineup if he scores he kind of makes your day. But Golden Tate, I do think the volume will be there for him going forward. So I'd start Golden Tate in the PPR format. Now, if it was standard, I might change that. I might actually look at Anthony Miller a little more closely. But in the PPR format, I think you still have to use Golden Tate. Justin in Blue Island. Hey, Justin, you got a quarterback problem? Yes, sir. I got shot or no shot. Andrew Luck or a beloved Mitch Trubisky? No shots. You're asking me that at this stage of the season, Justin. You got to roll with Andrew Luck. If nothing else, take there, my man. If nothing else, Andrew. uh, If nothing else, Justin. Andrew Luck. I feel much safer about the the defense for the for Mitchell Trubisky against the Vikings. That's a tough tough matchup, and I'm I want to see it. I want to see him do it against an elite defense before I feel good about putting him in above someone like Andrew Luck these days. Gotcha. All right. Hopefully, that hopefully Justin, you're uh, not going to regret that one. But I just can't put my full endorsement behind Mitchell Trubisky just yet. Let's try John in Brookfield. Another quarterback question. Hey, John. Hey, Miller. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, so I've got a fairly safe sack uh, team, but my quarterbacks are awful. I've got Cousins and Bortles and Stafford, and I'm just not sure to start. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And and look the. The Bears defense is the only defense I really, I really concern myself with in uh, fantasy football these days. But man, the Lions are a mess right now, and without Marvin Jones as well, I'm going yeah. to say I would use Kirk Cousins. I, I do think I would be a little concerned that the 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 scoring could be down for the Vikings this week. But I do think they're going to throw the ball. They, they look Cousins, Diggs, and Thielen are still going to be out there, and so I think. The floor is going to be relatively safe. Nagy's going to put up some points, so they're going to need to throw the ball if they're going to want to stay in the game as well. So I'm going to say Cousins over Stafford because right now the Lions are a bit of a mess, John. Okay, cool. All Thanks, right. Man. I appreciate it. No problem. Robert in Romeoville. Wide receiver. Oh, actually a flex. What's up, Robert? Okay, I have um, Odell Beckham and Mike Evans. Now, Mike Evans has been struggling. Should I insert Alshon Jeffrey? 
No, see, I... I go ahead, Robin. That's a tough one, right? No, yeah, I can understand, and, and I'll be honest. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's just a matter of who's going to get that touchdown. But Mike Evans, I think things kind of went a bit awry last week when Dirk Cutter took over right. the, the play calling from Todd Monken, their, their OC. But we learned earlier in the week that uh, Cutter, it went so poorly that Monken is back in charge of the play calling. So I feel good about Mike Evans over Elshon Jeffrey. Like I talked about earlier, it's just there's too many mouths to feed in Philadelphia for me to feel right. comfortable suggesting Jeffrey over Evans. Now, that doesn't mean I wouldn't use Jeffrey in certain Okay, sen- another quick one. How about this? Now, can I take out Adrian Peterson, put Tevin Coleman in, and then put, um, should I put Adrian, is, is Adrian Peterson or Coleman. Elshon Jeffrey? Because I can remove, I can put Coleman, because I have Melvin Gordon and um, Adrian Peterson and Coleman. So I could put Coleman and Melvin Gordon and then still use Jeffrey. Or uh, should I just keep Peterson in there? Uh, yeah, you, uh, you know what? I would use Coleman over Peterson today, personally. That offensive line for the Redskins, just too many injuries right now. I don't feel comfortable starting Adrian Peterson over Tevin Coleman today. So that's uh, where I land. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the two-minute warning. And that'll take us to the two-minute warning. All right, rapid fire. George and Racine wants to know Theo Riddick or Michael Crabtree. George, let's go ahead and use Theo Riddick. I talked about earlier Lamar Jackson concerns me uh, in terms of a passing game, like what you're going to get from the Ravens. So let's use Riddick over Crabtree today. Richard in Arizona has a PPR question. Devin Funchess or Mohamed Sanu? Richard, I like Funchess today against the Lions. TJ in East Chicago needs one of these three. He's got Theo Riddick, uh, Evan Engram, or Royce Freeman. TJ, I'm going to say I would use Engram over both the other two today. Jose in Montgomery wants to know, Lamar Miller, Tariq Cohen, Mark Ingram, or Ezekiel Elliott? You, you need three, Jose? Come on, let's use Ezekiel Elliott, Mark Ingram, and I'm going to give you, believe it or not, Tariq Cohen over Lamar Miller. So hopefully those three are your winners. Tori, another Trubisky question. That's been the theme today. Wants to know, should he use Mitchell Trubisky or Kirk Cousins? Tori? You know what? I would actually use Mitch in that scenario because I do think the the rushing yards should be there for him. And because Cousins has the tough matchup as well, I would actually use Mitch in that scenario, Tori. And uh, from Adam, he's going to wrap us up. Adam in Crown Point, Indiana. PPR question has Carrion Johnson or Kenny Galladay. Let's use Galladay, Adam, because I think he's going to be targeted quite a bit without Marvin Jones today. All right, that's going to do it for me. But again, if you have more questions, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. Thanks for joining us again with you every Sunday morning. Don't go anywhere because Steve Mongo McMichael and Fred Hubner will get you set for Bears and Vikings and let you know everything you need to know for this big showdown on the lakefront. Thanks for listening, folks. Talk to you later. This is ESPN 1000. Let's go.